Welcome to another episode of the Byline Breakdown, where we dive into the stories behind the headlines. I'm your host, Mike Moliterno, and today we have a fascinating tale to share with you. It is a story that involves a seemingly ordinary stretch of road with a curious name. Our guest today is Dan O'Brien, managing editor of the Business Journal and author of the story. Thank you for being here, Dan. Hi, Mike. So, Dan, we were there. You and I both (laughs) went to the center of the world. It exists. It is a real place. And amazingly, it's actually located in the Mahoning Valley. There's signs. It's official. That's where it is. Yep, we were there, all right. We <laughs> right. were the center of the world. We, we, there uh, is signage to prove it. There's signage to prove we it. We have Indeed, photos right on State Route Five in Braceful Township in yeah. Trumbull County. So uh, it's uh, roughly a just under a mile stretch of right. of road on State Route uh, Five. And well, I guess for people by, by two cents, center of the world. Yeah, yeah. I guess for people who don't know, who've never driven there, because there's. There's really not a lot there, so it's easy to live in this area and not know that it exists. There is, There are signs labeling this stretch of Route 5 as the center of the world. Yeah, and that's always <laughs> piqued my curiosity about why this unincorporated hamlet with maybe a handful of residents and a handful of businesses earned the bragging rights to center the world, and why has this moniker stuck over these years. And uh, I thought it would be an interesting way to introduce this new series that we're starting this year called What's in a Name, where we kind of look at different communities and the names they've been given and the stories behind these names. And I thought Center of the World was the perfect subject to start this out this year. And uh, so, yeah, so Center of the World area there has become kind of a roadside attraction over the years in which, you know, folks who are passing through there stop, turn around, and want to take a picture next to this sign that's the center of the world right. for whatever reason. And uh, it's, from what I understand, been going on for decades now. Well, so... and. I always wondered why this particular area of Braceful Township has earned the name Center of the World. Right. So I grew up in Braceville, and what I heard, so I was interested in what we would find out when you were doing the story, but I had always heard that it was called Center of the World because it was in between Braceville, Levittsburg, and Newton Falls. That's what I always heard. (laughs) So it turns out that that's really not true. It has nothing to do with it. No, it has but nothing I, to do with I just it. always assumed like, oh, okay. So it's, you know, this kind of small view of, you know, maybe way back in the day that was, you know, those were the only towns you might ever visit. So this was technically the center of the world, but it's, that's not true. So I guess, why is it called center of the world? What did we find out? Well, this goes back away. It goes back to the 19th century when Ohio is in the sort of transitional period between the frontier and great commercial activity and industrial activity. And in that area, especially around State Route 5, generally following that pathway, uh, and uh, uh, that particular area of Braceville, uh, there happened to be a stagecoach line that ran from Pittsburgh to Akron. And at the same time, it ran parallel to uh, a, a canal that was also serving part of that area. So there was active commercial usage throughout this whole 
particular area of Braceville. And that said, it it uh, created a bit of lure uh, for folks who were looking to set their feet down in this newly minted region of the United States, really. Only Ohio became a state in 1803, so we're talking about the mid-1840s when uh, a, uh, a risk-prone entrepreneur by the name of Randall Wilmot appears on the scene, and he establishes a general store, which he dubs Center of the World. Right, And this is a general store that is going to be situated right at uh, the corner of State Route 5 and the uh, 82. 82 bridge going over the over Mahoning the- River. Right, yeah. So you have a number of attributes here. You have the Mahoning River there. You've got a stagecoach line going through. You've got a canal nearby. All of this seems to coalesce into a nice little business community that's going to be established here in Braceville. And, uh, well, Randall Wilmot thinks that this is the perfect site for this new general store that he's going to open up. And so he does, and he names it Center of the World. So Wilmot is credited with this uh, name, and the, and the moniker has stuck since then. Why, why did he call it Center of the World? Well, he called it Center of the World because... He had earlier in New York established another general store called Beginning of the World. Right. <laughs> and so Now it all makes sense. So he started actually <laughs> Beginning of the World. And uh, he had uh, moved around eventually into, into Pennsylvania, uh, into Bethel, Pennsylvania, I believe, into Dymock, Pennsylvania, and other areas kind of around the Scranton region, I, I, I imagine. And uh, then eventually ventured into Ohio, where he spent some time running a tavern in Geauga, I believe, and then moved down to the Braceville area where he set up shop again. And he thought it was a perfect place. As long as the stagecoach line was active, uh, he could ply his trades there. So it seemed like the most practical place for his his new business in 1845 when it was established. And he ended up going to Cortland and establishing yes, he another, actually, yeah, he, he, which he, is where he, I live now. So yeah, I'm, I'm apparently Portland, following, so you're following this dude around. around yeah. It looks like, huh? <laughs> right? In the footsteps of Randall Wilmot. Exactly. So then he moves to, to Cortland, where he actually establishes another general store called End of the World. Right. So it's it, it's for it's, him. It was <laughs> Wilmot. It was the last place he's going to live. Yes, he moved around a lot uh, in his lifetime, but Randall Wilmot is. Uh, a bit of a fascinating character here for uh, for local lore, and uh, did pretty good with his general stores here. He had uh, hit some financial problems back in Pennsylvania as well as probably New York as well. His uh, son David Wilmot is uh, would would eventually be elected to the House of Representatives. He finishes law school and then eventually also to the Senate. And uh, he's a very influential member of Congress. And in 1846, David Wilmot introduces what is known as the Wilmot Proviso, which is this rider attached to a spending bill that addresses the 
territory that the United States would acquire as a result of the Mexican-American War. Mm -hmm. And what the proviso says is that this territory would be closed to slavery. So it's the proviso in 1846 that really reignites that debate over slavery in Congress. And it's one of those factors where we see that division continuing to walk its way right up to the Civil War. Uh, so it's, it's uh, Wilmot who, whose proviso really begins this discussion. It's not going to pass. It's, it's, not going to, it's eventually going to be reconciled without it being attached to the spending bill. But uh, you, you see these connections throughout the Valley in, in this history to really important episodes in American history. And Randall Wilmot, his, his father considering the research that I've done had to be bailed out on a few occasions by his son, David mm -hmm. financially, but eventually rests here in, in Braceville with his business opportunities. And I believe Randall is buried in Cortland. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. I believe he's, yes, I believe he's buried, buried in the Cortland cemetery. Yes. Um, well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk a little bit about what is at the center of the world today and what Dan and I found when we uh, took a journey out there um, earlier this month. So we'll be right back. Attention all business enthusiasts in Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania. The Business Journal has been your trusted partner since 1984 giving insights, updates, and fostering growth in your region. From Mahoning to Mercer, from Columbiana to Lawrence, we've got you covered. For just $10 a month or $99 a year, unlock our digital troves, or get both print and digital for only $99 a year. Make the smart business choice. Subscribe now. Welcome back to the Byline Breakdown. We're here with Dan O'Brien, Managing Editor of the Business Journal. We are discussing the fascinating history of the center of the world in, I guess it's technically Braceville, right? Yeah. So, um, so Dan, we, we went out there to talk to some of the residents. Could you tell us a little bit about what we found when we were out there? What, what do the residents know of the history of this place? Well, the residents were, were, were fairly informed about the history the ones that we talked to. They'd been living there pretty much their entire lives. So they, do know to a certain extent the origins of the name center of the world. They associate it with a general store. They associate it with some sort of business or, or what have you, uh, an, an inn uh, that may have helped travelers along the stagecoach line. So there's a number of businesses that have existed there for a long time, a number of residents who have lived in the neighborhood for a very long time, 50 years or so. And uh, they can recollect when it was just a dirt road uh, across there. Now, uh, long before it was paved and designated as State Route 5, so there, there's some living history to this as well. And some of the folks we talked to had recollections of talking to uh, those who had lived in the community years before, some of the elder folks who would hand down stories as well, types of oral histories and oral legends, if you will, of the community. And uh, that was fascinating too. And one of the uh, things that we had learned was an abandoned house down the road a bit and uh, one of the residents and those one who has worked there for no, close to 
40 or 50 years had said that this house was once used as an inn along the stagecoach line, um, not unlike what Wilmot was doing at Center of the World. Right. And uh, so we found the house, and uh, lo and behold, it's, it is vacant, it's in disrepair, and it's probably earmarked for the wrecking ball, for what I understand. So the house, but, if you're going, if you're going, uh, I guess west down five. Once you go past the five eighty two intersection, it's I don't know, maybe a quarter mile down on the right. Yeah, on the right hand side, red brick and, house. Yes, and yeah. if the data from the auditor's office is correct, the house was built in eighteen ten which predates the arrival of Wilmot, but, but also pegs it right at the uh, forefront of this part of the frontier, um, uh, period of the frontier. And uh, it, it looks like a lot has been added on, but the initial foundation, it looks like the initial building may match up to 1810, back when James Madison was president of the United States. Right. So it's one of, if, if that's right, it's, Probably one of the oldest structures in Trumbull County. Obviously, it's the only remaining structure from that time period that's there. I right. Guess. What does the center of the world look like today? Well, there's not a whole lot there. Right. <laughs> there's a number of auto businesses, auto repair businesses. There are a handful of residents that still live at the center of the world. And they'll tell you that they see folks stopping by that sign, taking pictures of it, putting it on Facebook or putting it on social media. And uh, elected officials will also say that uh, they say it's become this sort of roadside attraction. Folks all over the place, license plates who are passing through all over the United States, stop by the center of the world just because they're curious right. as to why this nondescript area of Trumbull County is home to the center of the world. So it's a busy thoroughfare. There's no question about it. I mean, oh, yeah. it's a very busy thoroughfare. It's, and there's, like I said, still a handful of businesses left on the stretch and some folks who still live there and had been living there for a very long time. Shout out to the old Lucky Inn that is, the building is still there, but the, the business isn't there. That's where I did most of my drinking in my younger days. So if anyone <laughs> if anyone's from Braceville, the, they know what the Lucky Inn is. The Lucky Inn, <laughs> Yeah, yes. it was in the center of the world. And but, that's closed today? Yeah, that business closed a while ago. Yeah, it must hurt. The building is still there. It did, it did, it breaks that, that my must heart have hurt to, a little to bit. See <laughs> but Dan, you mentioned this is the first story in a new series that we're doing called What's in a Name, where you're going to be going around finding out kind of the the weird names of a lot of local places. Um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about the next story that's coming up in this series? Sure. You're sticking uh, with Braceville. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still up in Braceville right now, but we're going to meander throughout the right. five-county region. And uh, so I, I was intrigued at the name Phalanx and why a, once again, unincorporated area of Braceville Township earned that name. So I was very curious about that. And I uh, began doing some digging and stand by. Our next issue will look into why this particular area earned its name, why it's there, and why it's still referred to as Phalanx to this day. And 
really some interesting stories behind it. Yeah. And similar to Center of the World, there are little green signs on the side of the road. Yes, there are. Naming it. I guess at the Center of the World, we found out um, or some residents told us that they used to have some more prominent signs. Yeah, the they, title, they, but yeah, one of the great became uh, problematic. Uh, urban legends, or <laughs> I should say, uh, some of the great stories is that they had more prominent signs, but it uh, really was in high demand, so people kept stealing them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they decided to replace them with these sort of uh, this department of highway department of transportation yeah green and white road signs that uh many folks it looks like today first of all getting it out of there is going to be very difficult to do they looks like yeah, yeah they're deep in there and <laughs> it'd be hard work just to steal one of these things I think, right today uh but nevertheless uh, folks don't see it as a very colorful sign to steal any longer so uh, they've been replaced with that and uh, yeah so it's a interesting little corner of our world here in the mahoning valley and we hope to certainly continue to enlighten folks as to why these communities are named as they are and the stories behind them there you have it the history of the center of the world. So the next time you're heading to Akron or out West, take route five. Once you get uh, near Braceville, keep your eyes peeled for the little green signs. You're in the center of the world. Stop, take a picture, but be careful because it's a busy road. Um, Well, thank you very much for being here, Dan. And that is all for this week's episode of the byline breakdown. If you'd like to read Dan's story, a link is available in the show notes. We'll see you next time on the byline breakdown. I'm Mike Molitorno. You wouldn't drive a car without a map, so why navigate the business world of Northeastern Ohio and Western Pennsylvania without the Business Journal? Trusted since 1984, we're the compass pointing you to growth and prosperity. Digital, print, why not both? We've got subscription options tailored for every business-savvy individual. Light up your path to success. Subscribe to the Business Journal today.